My friend, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Immediately after feeding the crowd with the five loaves and two fish, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, Jesus came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It is not by chance that we still have in our culture, in our society, places like waiting rooms, like at our doctors or at the hospital, or still yet libraries, because we still have those as well, and places of worship. In all of these places, you're usually going to be asked to mute or turn off your phone. Not everyone is meant to be a part of the conversation. When you receive a call, maybe you're in a meeting, maybe you're in a very busy place where there is a lot of noise, it is pointless to stay at that place or in that meeting or noisy room and try to hear what that caller is trying to say. So you excuse yourself and go to a quiet spot to continue the conversation. To have a real conversation with our Lord Jesus, we are going to need to do the same thing. 
It is going to be needed to be in a place of solitude and silence. And how important is that? In 2016, Cardinal Robert Sarah wrote this book entitled The Power of Silence and then the subtitle Against the Dictatorship of Noise. And what he points out in this book is that because of our technological advancements, we are living in a more noisy time than ever before. And that the need to find silence and solitude is something that we need desperately. And so that's what Jesus is speaking to us. And if we seek out that silence, that solitude, what we will find is that our Lord will give us that advice and support that is always the best. Amen? Amen. When faced with difficulties, turmoils, the believer seeks out the Lord. Yet many today don't resort to their faith or to prayer. And as a last resort, they'll do these things. When all the other avenues, all the other things they've tried have been exhausted. And what today's readings from our Mass remind us is that God's presence needs to be something that we instinctually gravitate towards, that it become instinctual in all matters, whether they be big or small. Amen? Amen. In today's first reading, the prophet Elijah has made a long and tiring pilgrimage, a journey to Mount Horeb, to consult God when he has found that Elijah's life is being endangered by the evil personified in the person of Jezebel. Forty nights and forty nights before reaching Mount Horeb, Elijah had worked a great sign showing the Lord was God. He had overcome a veritable army of false prophets, which are called the prophets of Baal, and witnessed a long and punitive drought that was imposed on the unfaithful Israelites was completely ended. Now, despite this, his life was in grave danger. And it seemed that the evil and the infidelity in Israel was strong and extremely powerful, as powerful as ever, spearheaded by the person of Jezebel, who pledged to kill Elijah because Elijah had humiliated her prophets and her pagan religion. 
Elijah, on his part, he considered himself a failure. And he just wanted to die. He wanted to sit underneath a tree and die. Yet the Lord's messenger urged him to make that long pilgrimage to Mount Horeb, which is called the Mountain of God. Now, upon arrival, the Lord invites Elijah to explore his motivations for coming. And then he orders him to leave the cave in a way to get out of the boat, to leave the cave in which he had taken refuge and to stand in his presence. Elijah knows that the Lord is not to be found in the earthquake, that he is not to be found in the fire or in any other pyrotechnics or special effects. He reacts at the quietest of noises, a gentle breeze. And it is in that gentle, quiet breeze that he knows the Lord is there. When we're faced with turmoil, we need, when we are faced with storms, with difficulties and challenges, we need to ignore the pyrotechnics of whatever that situation is and to seek a moment of quiet, silence, and solitude because that's where we will truly find the Lord. Amen? But know this, it's going to take time and it's going to take sacrifice. Yet the Lord himself will reveal himself to us. He will come to us. In that second reading that we have from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, Paul laments that Israel had received so much from the Lord, yet they failed to recognize the Messiah when he came to them. The Messiah, their savior, was of their own flesh and blood, yet they didn't recognize him when he finally came. John, in the prologue of his gospel, said he was in the world and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. Many of the Israelites did not recognize Jesus as their Messiah, or for that matter, as the Son of God. That needs to be a cautionary warning for each one of us. We have been given so much. 
within the church. And we have inherited so much from our Jewish brothers and sisters. Yet, we need to always remember who is behind all of this, and that is our Lord Jesus, our God. Now, there are ways of, for us of connecting or reconnecting with our God. We need to recognize and understand that we are adopted sons and daughters of God through Christ. It even mentions that in the opening prayer of our Mass today, that we receive glory through him, worship him, and follow his teachings and trust in his promises. Amen? So we need to be careful not to squander the gifts that we have been given by forgetting their giver. Now, when we turn to the gospel from Matthew, the disciples were sent by our Lord into what can only be described as like a hurricane. Stormy waters with howling winds. And when he approached them, they thought they were doomed. They thought they were going to sink and that was going to be the end. Yet they did not recognize Jesus. The disciples thought they had saw a ghost and thought that it was a sign that they would soon be ghosts too. After all the miracles that Jesus had performed, even up to that moment, you would have thought that walking on the water wouldn't have been something that was shocking to them. Our Lord has the courage, has to encourage them, has to reach out to them, as he does to us in whatever storm we are going through, whatever drama that is being confronted to us. And he'll say, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. He says that to the disciples. And Peter, the impetuous one, I love Peter. He jumps into things and then he thinks about it later. Peter takes a risk. And he takes a step out of the boat. He takes a step out of the way he usually thinks. He takes a step of faith towards the Lord. And he goes into the storm because he believed that our Lord Jesus was there and would help him. So he takes one step and then two steps and then he takes a third. And in a split second, when he takes his eyes off the Lord, then he begins to hear the winds howl. He begins to feel the force of the storm. And it is then that his feet start to sink. Our Lord did not let him drown. And our Lord will not allow us to drown either.
And whatever we're being confronted with, whatever that storm or drama is confronting us with, we will not drown if we turn to him as Peter did in faith, calling out to our Lord. So, unless you're a meteorologist who's on assignment for, say, the Weather Channel or maybe CNN, you probably are not going to like sitting out in a storm. You're not going to like being in the midst of a hurricane. That rule also goes for the interior storms that confront and plague us as well. When life seems so overwhelming, that's when we need to seek out silence and solitude to help us take shelter from the interior storms as well. That means sometimes we have to leave the boat. We have to step out in faith onto the waters to take that leap of faith, trusting in our Lord who loves us so much. And it will be our Lord, our Lord Jesus, who will catch us who will reach out his hand if we get in trouble. Yet, we need to let him do that. Lifeguards sometimes need to subdue a drowning person before they can truly help them. We need to form the habit of subduing ourselves. And then we will save ourselves a lot of pain, a lot of anguish, and a lot of stress. Amen? Amen? So this week, if you're having one of those days, one of those moments, try not to flail. Ask the Lord to help you regain your footing. And then get back in the boat Trust in our Lord that he will lead you, guide you, and he will keep you safe. Amen.